Hello and welcome. This is the Yoga Revolution podcast. My name is Jeevana Heyman. My pronouns are he and him. This podcast is an exploration of how we can live yoga right now and how we can apply the yoga teachings in our lives. We'll discuss the intersection of yoga and social justice, as well as how to build a practice that supports our activism. All my guests are contributors to my new book, Yoga Revolution, Building a Practice of Courage and Compassion. Thanks so much for joining me. Let's get started. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Yoga Revolution podcast. I'm excited today because I have a special guest, Beth Frankel, who's actually my editor from Shambhala Publications. Hi, Beth. Hi. Hi. Thanks for being here. So Beth is the executive editor at Shambhala Publications. You've been doing this for over 20 years. And I know you've been focusing on yoga books, but maybe you could tell us a bit about that. Sure. Yeah. First of all, I'm so excited to be here. Um, I love your podcast. Oh, um, I love your books. I love you. you. So oh. this is completely <laughs> delightful. Um, yeah. So you know, Shambhala Publications, let me just talk about Shambhala for a second. Um, it's, uh, Shambhala is, has a long history as um, mostly a Buddhist influenced publisher uh, that's over 50 years old. And, um, but in those 50 years, we've really um, focused on so many ways to bring the Dharma, yoga, philosophy, uh, spiritual traditions in a really genuine way to a large audience. How do we make it relevant for contemporary life? How do we make um, spiritual texts accessible to people and relevant in a modern day for the things that cause us to suffer? And um, so, you know, it's been a real you know, honor and pleasure to do this type of work, to really bring Dharma mm -hmm. um, in every form to a larger audience. Yeah. Um, so, and part of our list, a really, really strong part of our list is our yoga books. Mm -hmm. And those really run the gamut from um, very specific sort of practices to um, translations and unpackings of the Gita, the sutras, um, and, you know, really bringing, and, you know, also Ayurveda and, um, just bringing practice to people in all different kinds of forms. Mm -hmm. So well, I, I know that Shambhala had always, before I was writing for you, I'd always really looked up to that, you know, name and felt like it was a very classically oriented publisher like it felt like the books were very serious and kind of traditional and i i feel like there's been a shift though like there's been a shift to address more contemporary themes related to spiritual teachings yeah. right right yes that's absolutely true we've had to you know change with the times and like thank goodness for that you know um, because the real challenge is how do you bring these spiritual practices into daily life you know, for a long time, I think our, our yoga list was um, it was very 
it was on the more academic side and it was uh, very, um, you know, more cerebral. And, um, you know, we were, you know, we had, we did many books with the great Georg Fierstein. Those are really, you know, just such treasures and also, you know, not just widely applicable to, Mm -hmm. you know, what people experience. Did you work with him? I did not. Okay. I did not. He was actually before my time, sadly. But you know, the um, if, if actually the first um, yoga author that I worked with at Shambhala was Richard Rosen, oh, wow. who is very close to Georg, and um, mm. you know, I still work with Richard, and it, right. he's just—I mean, I—I I can't even say enough about him. I just yeah. adore him so much. And, and you and, have big names too, like Judith, Judith Lassiter. Judith right? Lassiter, right? Yes, I mean, she's so wonderful um you know yeah we've published so many really incredible off i mean we're really lucky um Mm -hmm. but as you said you know we really have started to bring um you know widen the scope you know what does practice what is study what is like yoga dharma mean in this contemporary world you know how do we apply this um and that's really something that um is been super important to us and and then of course your books Hmm. you know fit so beautifully into that with accessible yoga of you know it's accessibility is more than about like you know physical ability it's about how do Hmm. we make it accessible to everyone you know regardless of you know to open up the practice it's not this rarefied practice um and then yoga revolution to really make that available to yeah. You know, this this is a very powerful practice that we need to take into the rest of our lives. So um, our list has be- our yoga list has become more um, while we still do plenty of practice books. Um, you know, we, we're really curious about where do you go with practice? How do you take it into the world? Yeah. And you have one other author I want to talk about was uh, Michael Stone, who oh, I felt like was talking about that so early, like before really a lot of other people yes. you know, about addressing um, the suffering in the world uh, through yes. yoga and Buddhism. Of course, he did both, but I love his books and you were involved with those, right? Right, right. So he, yeah. So, um, you know, what a truly unique, brilliant. Yeah teacher um yes and so he did that early on and uh the the that combination of buddhism and yoga philosophy um he did it so well so skillfully so beautifully in a language that um you know really was was evocative yeah really meant a lot to people. So yeah. Right. Like I told you before, I my goal is to be the poor man's Michael Stone. <laughs> <laughs> poor man's Michael Stone. Yeah. You know, he's just incredible and it's sad that he's gone, you know. Yes. Yes. No, absolutely so tragic. And um yeah, he was a remarkable teacher. And, you know, um you are very much um your own author and yeah. uh, you are very 
<laughs> you know, you're really unique. And there are plenty of my, um, there are plenty of people that I talk with that would like to be some form of you. So, <laughs> it's, you know, what's, what's lovely is that I can, I, you know, I look at uh, my yoga authors, I think specifically because I've spent so um, many years, um, you know, cultivating um, just a lovely group of authors um, that, right. you know, where we can explore what they want to do and what's meaningful yeah. it, from the tradition, you know, what. Um, like some of your contemporary ones. I mean, can we talk about um, Octavia Rahim? I just interviewed for the podcast, so that episode will just come out. And it was just an amazing conversation. She's just an incredible thinker and writer you know, just yes. a lot of, it's like a poet. She's really a poet. I She's think. a poet. Right. Yeah. Right. No, I, I mean, talk about, um, a, a really unique, vibrant, beautiful view mm -hmm. of like, you know, taking these practices into a whole new realm, um, of, you know, in the, in the midst of life, finding that poetry mm -hmm. and that, um, solidity, yeah. the you know, being grounded by the practice and then, you know, the poetry of her words yeah. is really remarkable. Um, I adore her and Michelle Cassandra Johnson. Yeah. Um, just, my God. So brilliant. Yes, um, my God. She, um, <laughs> you know, I, I really, I really feel like she is, um, you know, she's an incredible Dharma teacher. She's a really powerful voice that um, yeah. we need. You know, she's she's a truth teller, and she's yeah. going. Um, you know, she's going to take us to a different place. You know, she's a real. Um, I I feel like you don't find teachers like her often. Dharma teachers. Mm -hmm. She's really a leader. You know. Um, yeah. And just, you know, an incredible person. And I know you have a lot of other authors and I, and I don't want to make anyone feel left out. So No, no. Well, you know, and I, I mean, I'm so lucky because I get to work with all of you, you know, um, but, you know, but Shambhala also publishes, um, you know, uh, uh, Diane Bondi and Hala mm -hmm. Khoury and Tracy Stanley and Sarah Powers and and I feel so lucky that I've been able to work with the amazing uh, Linda Sparrow. She's done um, a number of books for Shambhala, and uh, it's always a joy to work with her. Um, she also works with a lot of the authors that come to Shambhala. Um, I've been really lucky, too, to work with Alan Finger, who uh, is just such a giant um, in the yoga genre and um i'm super excited about nina zalato's new book for shambhala it's coming out spring 23 um yoga uh for times of change so that is a book that of course we all are going to need because we are in so much turmoil of change now and um so grateful for all of that <laughs> wow 
but I want to talk about you. So can okay. you explain? <laughs> and, and, I mean, that was helpful. I wanted people to get a sense of all the amazing yeah. um, that you work with and that Shambhala works with. But I'm curious if you could share a little bit about your role and, and how you help to support all those yoga teachers who may not even be really writers. Um, you know, what is that like for you? Right. So, you know, um, in terms of our process, so I'll, I'll just give you a window into like sort of what my process is. Um, you know, a lot of times I'll just be looking at different teachers and seeing what they're doing. Maybe they haven't even thought about writing a book. So, um, you know, sometimes I will get be you know, agents will come to me with different writers or I'll just I'll, be, I'll come to you or, or you come to me. Yeah, no, I mean, <laughs> no, but I mean, I'll come to you with names and not just myself, but of other people I think should be writing books. Yeah, uh, which is my yeah. favorite thing to do. No, yeah. absolutely. And but a lot of times, you know, I'm always looking at who's out there and who's doing what and what, um, mm -hmm. you know, what feels like it's fresh and new and important and um that's sort of like, who are mavericks out there? Who, um, and, you know, but at baseline, who who's expressing this yoga philosophy in a really unique, different, fresh way? Um, or linking it to, to, you know, issues that are super important that we don't have, that we, we just need more skills around. And how do we, how can we bring our yoga practice um, into that um, realm, in the realm of social justice, in the realm of mm -hmm. accessibility, in the realm of, um, you know, just in, in terms of like managing our grief, um, managing emotions, um, showing up for our families, our communities, all of those things. Like, you know, it's just, yoga is just a vehicle for all of that. So it's, I'm always looking at who's doing Mm -hmm. something new and interesting and fresh. Sometimes the new and interesting and fresh will be like, who uh, just communicates yoga anatomy really well? Mm -hmm. You know, one book that we're doing, and, and Judith Lassiter is like, a, she's an amazing example of that. Mm -hmm. We have a book coming up in the next year um, or a year or so uh, by um, a yoga teacher, Mary Richards, who's worked a lot with Judith Lassiter. And her um, concept and way of teaching about yoga anatomy um, is incredible, hmm. you know? So I'm always looking for people and then I'll yeah. approach them. Okay. <laughs> I'll find them, I'll approach them. I'll You'll approach them I, and, then, and then you work with them though. That's the part I'm interested in. Them. Right. Maybe it might be more useful for people who are interested in writing a book to hear about how they could how they could find you or how they could find a publisher mm -hmm. in general. I would just wonder, maybe that's sure. most helpful. Yeah. 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 I mean, what's interesting is that there's so many different publishing options available these days. So, yeah. you know, Shambhala is like, you know, we're a traditional publisher. So we're, you know, um, and um, so it's a, it's really a partnership in that, um, you know, you, come up with a proposal, you submit it, we make you an offer of an advance, and then we go through an entire uh, 
writing, production process, marketing and publicity, sales. Yeah, let, let's break that down a little bit more because I, <laughs> I just want to say, you can say it in one sentence like that, but it's like, <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's, it's like a devastatingly huge amount of work yeah. <laughs> for the writer. I mean, I'm sure it's a lot of work for you too, but I'm just going to say from the writer's side that, um, you know, unless you have to write a book, like, don't do it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just want to give that, that's my piece of advice. It's like, not everyone has to do it. Um, if you feel called, if you're like, really feel this drive to be a writer, that's great. And, you know, yeah. I love to write, but I didn't even realize the amount of work involved, honestly. Well, right now that's exactly. Well, you know, and there's some people who love to write. Mm -hmm. I mean, and I do, I love to write, but it's, yeah. <laughs> it's not just writing. It's like, you know, making a proposal, right? Is no. Like this, it's, you make it sound like it's one thing, but it's, yeah. it's like, you have to conceptualize an entire book, right. you know, for this right. proposal. Yeah. Um, and I feel like that's, that's actually a really useful process. I know for my, like for accessible yoga, I spent more time on the proposal. And so like the writing was easier yeah. for yoga revolution. I didn't spend as much time on the proposal and the writing was harder, right? <laughs> it was like less prep, yes. right. more creative flow was actually more challenging. Um, so like the right. more time on that proposal, the more together and like yes. finished, right. the easier, right? And it, well, and it's, you know, it's a different kind of book. Yeah. And you're in a different place when you wrote it. There's so many factors that um, that go into, you know, that influence how you put together a book proposal and, and, and write the book. So, you know, just from, first of all, yes, no, I, I agree wholeheartedly. If you don't feel compelled to write a book, don't do it. It is, it's very <laughs> painful. Um, and I always say to my authors, like, you have the tough job. I have the easy yeah. job. And, you know, but but there is real joy in, in coming up with a project together of really developing it and, mm -hmm. and envisioning it. And then step by step, like going through the process of, of you know, of the writing um, and... Um, and then everything else that comes after the writing, the writing is the biggest part. It is the, it's, um, it is really for the author, the most, um, it's, it's the truth telling it's the, um, it's, you're really giving birth to a part yeah. of you, you yeah. know, and it's, it's, um, you know, for most of my authors, I mean, this is really their life's calling, their spiritual practice, their life's work, their, you know, it's an embodied part of them almost, you know, and, and so it's, yes, it's a huge undertaking um, on right. many levels. So, um, so that is really the hard part. And I, I try to spend as much time as I can with my authors to, to ca help carry them through that part and yeah. support yes. them. It was like therapy. It was like you were <laughs> my therapist and I would give you yeah. something to read. And then you would just like, help me reflect you were like reflecting back to me like I think a therapist would. <laughs> it's um but it's you know that's but that's part of the process and I think you know one of the joys of being at a small 
press like Shambhala is that I'm really able to do that. You know, mm -hmm. it's my authors are just not like sort of just another name or number, you know, we're really involved with each other. So, um, and, you know, when you're talking about people who, you know, like, you know, Richard Rosen, T.S. Little, Judith Lassiter, you know, where these people who have been, uh, you know, um, Mary Taylor and Richard Freeman, I mean, people who this has been, this, we're talking about decades and decades and decades of work. Um, and uh, I mean, I will say that most of my authors do like to write. Some yeah. more than others, but, but you know, um, that it, it ends up being like, it's a very difficult part of the process, but it's very, very fulfilling. And you really do go through a process, you know, so. Yeah. No, I love writing. And I, I mean, to me, it's, it is therapeutic. It's like journaling. Yes. Um, and then the challenge is that journaling, you know, is just a reflective process. It's not necessarily about communication. And I think that's where you're so helpful is like you help to guide the project in terms of focus and kind of a, I wouldn't say goal, but like a creating something that is of use in the world um, rather than it just being kind of this like reflective exercise for the author, you know? Right. Yeah. No, it's, it's about like, you know, keeping people on track and, and, you know, because of there, it needs to be like, yeah. there needs to be an end result and something that's usable and something that's, you know, it's, it's, um, it's self-reflective, but it's also going to appeal and be of benefit to, you know, a, a real wide, you know, a wide audience. So, yeah, I mean, it was interesting because like, you know, there, there, Kino McGregor and I've had conversations where, I mean, she writes, she writes so much. She, that's part of her process. It's part of who she is. She loves to write and she mm -hmm. just works. It's, she works through a lot just by writing. And um, so, you know, but like, it's, that's just part of her process. And then, yeah. you know, together we can refine that so that it really appeals to mm -hmm. an audience that we can sell to. Mm -hmm. So, um yeah. So, yeah, but yeah, it's a very difficult part of the process. You know, it's, it's, it's hard work. And, and you were saying earlier, like there's many different ways to publish. And I wondered if you could talk mm -hmm. a bit about why, why this way? Like, so if someone's looking to write a book, um, what should they do? I mean, should they look for a publisher right away? Should they think about self-publishing? Like, right. What do you suggest? So, yeah, I mean, it's interesting. There are a lot of options right now. There, there are some really exciting options in, um, in the publishing world now with hybrid publishers. There are uh, companies where you can order any kind of like level of services that you want to in order to self-publish. Mm -hmm. um, and then the traditional publishers, you know, so there's, there's room for all. You know, I think it, when somebody's thinking about writing a book, they have to really consider um, a number of factors. One of them, unfortunately for us, is is you know that you know we 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 need to publish authors that have a at least a, a solid following. Mm -hmm. um, it's really hard for us to. Um, to get a book out to um, 
on behalf of an author that just really doesn't have much of a platform. So that mm-hmm. means, and, and that can be tough now in terms of like, you know, COVID as well too, of like where teachers aren't out mm-hmm. teaching as much. Maybe it's more of like an online situation, but like, you know, one of the things I always say to people who are interested in writing a book is that like, you really need to work on your platform before you even, we even really have this discussion. So, you know, really uh, focusing on Instagram, Facebook, what kind of content you can put together. Can you put together a blog, really having your website in order uh, teaching as much as you can, being parts of a part of professional organizations and and you know um, seminars and and really just connecting as much as you can. To, um, to... Well, I think I think people are confused by that because I I think that um, publishers depend on the author to help sell the book, right? Like that's what right. I didn't realize. Like, you know, I, my job is to sell the book and you, and the public, right. you help me, but it's not like you're going to go and just do that without me. It's, it's a partnership, right. but you know, for Shambhala to take on trying to sell a book for someone who doesn't have a following or a platform, it's a bigger lift. It's like, you know, you have to do all the work. So I think that's yeah. part of it is trying to look at what as an author you're bringing you know, what are yes. you bringing to Shambhala in terms of content and also how are you going to market it? I mean, it is a business, so. It's a business. It is a business. And, um, you know, it's, it is tough, you know, in, in like the old days, back in the day, <laughs> um, you know, 20 years ago, when I first started at Shambhala, like there were, there, we were able to do some smaller books, you know, mm-hmm. Um, to maybe a more select audience. Um, and, you know, so if we sold maybe two or 3,000 copies, that was okay. Um, because um, somehow we were able to, like, you know, absorb. And, and the publishing, you know, environment was just different. And, you know, it's, it's really, really different now, you know, um, the way books are sold. Amazon is just this, I mean, as you can imagine, just like this uh, gigantic player in all of this, you know, Mm. how do we um, make sales that, you know, the independent, independent bookstores now are, you know, they're more, uh, you know, it's been up and down over the years, Mm -hmm. but, um, you know, it's, we really have to think about how do we, you know, where, where is the point of purchase? How are people going to find this book? You know, and so, um, you know, they, they find it through word of mouth, through blogs, through podcasts, through, you know, um, and, and the author's platform is, is a huge way of um, getting that information out there. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, we have an amazing, we have amazing um, sales reps at Penguin Random House. They are our distributor. They are incredible. We're very, very lucky. Um, you know, at the same time, it's very hard to do uh, something with an author who really doesn't have any platform. Mm-hmm. But that said, I'll, I'll tell you, you know, a great idea is always a great idea. And it's always worth pitching a great idea. Mm-hmm. And if you're passionate and you love the material and something that you want to um, explore, like that's, that's 
I, you know, I would encourage anyone to do that, you know, in, in terms of, you know, um, even exploring self-publishing or hybrid publishing platforms. Um, what's great about that is, you know, um, you may not get the kind of reach that a traditional publisher could Mm -hmm. offers but you know um but all the profits that come back to you are yours so that's a great you know that's a great deal so if you only sell like you know you sell under a thousand copies at least you know all the profits come back to you and so Mm -hmm. um and i you know and and then often you know if a if an author is able to sell a fair amount of copies on their own that builds their platform and then they can go to a traditional publisher. So I think it's exciting. I think there are like all sorts of options out there. Right. Like didn't, uh, we didn't talk about Susanna Barkataki, but I mean, she'll be writing a book for you, right? She's writing a book for us. Self-published first. And actually Michelle self-published And Michelle did too. Yeah. And Octavia. So actually so many people. Yes. And, and that's really, really exciting because, um, you know, all of them, uh, not only did fen- a phenomenal job with their self-published books, but they built their audience um, and really allowed us to come in and make the most of that, mm-hmm. use that to go forward. And um, so, yeah, no, absolutely. I think it's, and, you know, I also feel like what's so interesting, I find that my authors who have self-published they really understand more and appreciate what the book business is. Yes, I you know, have no and, idea. And, and have no, right, and it's and <laughs> it's because it's really tough and um, yeah. making those creative decisions, um, mm-hmm. deciding what stays in the book and what goes, staying on task. It's it's a very very rigorous pro- process, and so uh, you know all of those people we have just mentioned. Like I will say did a phenomenal job with their self-published books you know mm-hmm. um and those really became selling points for us right as we when we brought them right. in but sure. i was saying that's probably why i had no idea what i was getting into because i hadn't done it that way <laughs> i hadn't published a book i was naive but um, <laughs> but you helped me well you know and, and you know, I, but I, you know, I'm going to ask you though, Okay. you know, in publishing, um, you know, two books with us, um, you know, when you wrote accessible yoga, you know, what were you thinking in terms of like, what, what did you want from us? Did we meet your expectations? Was it something that, um, what, or were there things that didn't pan out for you that you wished had been, offered or um it better explained to you or and did the process change you of two books so there are two questions for you right well um with accessible yoga i mean no i feel really grateful that i had the opportunity to work with you because i I, i'm so busy like i have a lot of projects going on i mean i run you know nonprofit and and I have my own trainings and it's like, you know, my life is very chaotic. Plus I have two kids um, who are a handful. Um, so, you know, to, to be able to work with you and get accessible yoga published was really a dream come true because I 
didn't have the energy to just like go and self-publish. Like I just wasn't up to that task. And um, I had I had a lot of the material already. I've been writing for a long time and teaching that material for a long time. But um, it was just so helpful to get, you know, the support of Shambhala and you in particular in putting it together in a more professional way and getting it out into the world, you know, which I think has been helpful for me. Um, you know, and also it gave me, it was a learning process where then I felt more comfortable going into yoga revolution where I thought, okay, now I know what I'm doing and I can be even more creative. So I feel like accessible yoga was kind of like my, um, what is it called? I don't know. Like my, my learning curve, it was like my <laughs> experience to like figure it all out. And then right. yoga revolution is like a chance to Oh, let me do it the way I kind of want to do it now. Yeah. Yeah. That's really <laughs> what good. What was your second that? question though? Um, well, just how, how did it change for you in terms, like, were there changes in um, how you approached writing from the first one to the second one? How, how, how do you feel like you've changed as a writer? Oh, totally. Oh my gosh. Completely changed. I think. I've mentioned this to you before, but I, I have a background in reporting from when I was younger. I, I used to report for something called AIDS Treatment News, which is an underground AIDS newsletter. I used to write about alternative treatments for AIDS. And, mm. um, you know, so like my training and writing was very reporting oriented. And I, I didn't see, I didn't really allow myself to explore the creative side of writing, but I'm a creative person. And so... I think accessible yoga was a little like just starting to explore it. And then, you know, feeling more confident through that process, I feel like yoga revolution, I could be way more creative. And in fact, I think my writing changed from the beginning of yoga revolution to the end. Like, I just feel like I, I learned more about my process um, and became freer by the end of that long process. I mean, it was probably right. two years. Yeah. You know, um, till I felt more free. And I started to realize that when I was more free and more creative, that it was actually more powerful. It, it really allows your own um, personality and who you, you know, who you are to come out. It's a real process of self-discovery. Mm -hmm. um, that's what I've found with a lot of my authors, you know, I think what was really interesting for me, you know, with um, Yoga Revolution yeah. was that, you know, remember at the beginning, we were sort of, we were calling it Rainbow Mind. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and that, that, um, that concept of Rainbow Mind was so powerful. Um, and, but it was kind of, it was more than that. Mm -hmm. It was even more than that. And what, emerged i mean it was really a revolution you know it wasn't it was the process revolution is like a process mm -hmm. right rainbow mind was our is 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 a way of viewing right the world and how you're going to be yeah. in it and yoga revolution though it's like you you know you describe a process of revolution mm -hmm. personal revolution you know yeah. and um just see, and there was, I mean, I remember we had a lot of conversations about, you know, cause it was, it was hard yeah. to get 
to move just uh, the focus away from from just Rainbow Mind to sort of more of the the process of how do you get to Rainbow Mind? Like what, not just personally, but you know, in mm-hmm. in our society, you know. Right. And yeah. Uh, yeah. it was it was a really uh, but it required a lot of you as an artist, as a uh, teacher, you know, transmitting this these teachings, you know, um, yeah. to make that cha- making that change. Is, it yeah, was, you helped me it was a, lot. a lot. You helped a lot because I was I was kind of stuck on that concept, I think, and also on on the idea of service in a more traditional way. And I think, yeah, it became, I think yoga revolution that became more of a process, like you said, more of like a journey, um, you know, and, and then trying to kind of pull apart the internal process of yoga revolution versus the external form that it takes. I think that was really helpful to kind of separate that. Um, when we did that in those two sections of the book in particular, that helped me, which I think was your idea. I mean, it was so many of these things were your ideas. (laughs) (laughs) But but that's that's my job. But it's it's also my joy. It was a really, it was such an interesting journey. You know, I have to say that, you know, um, I mean, it's really, it was a privilege for me to be part of that, you know, um, for for some of my authors, it's just, um, you know, and, and certainly with you, I mean, there's, there's that idea that we're, we're, in, we're totally in it together. You know, and this is a, this is a, an extension of your life and who you are. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, um, you know, part of my like Siva in the world is, mm-hmm. is to, you know, help help that come about you know and to facilitate that um and i i truly do believe that with um the authors that i work with and the books that we publish at shambhala that you know it's really about like um, being of benefit in this world Mm -hmm. and um you know, I, I know, I mean, I speak for my colleagues in that too. It's like, we're all, we are, we, we take what we do so seriously from that standpoint of like, you know, making this world a better place of really offering that, really offering teachings that are going to make a difference personally and, and um, in, in the world, you know? Right. Well, so, I appreciate that. I appreciate the ways you've supported me and getting these books <laughs> out there. <laughs> I, I couldn't have done it without you, so thank you. Well, it's it's been my it's been my pleasure and privilege for sure, you know. And so on, we go to other to more books. <laughs> I'm good. <kidding>. Yes, <laughs> I know. Um, <sighs> on we go to the next to one, Jimena. What? On we go to the next one. I know. I know. I'm hesitating to talk about the next book, but. Um, you know, I feel like Yoga Revolution has so recently come into the world and I'm still so interested in what people's experiences of it and reflection. And I'm, um, you know, planning two book clubs in the new year. Well, this is the new year, uh, you know, in the <laughs> next few months, 
Uh, and I'm excited to have conversations with people about the book because it's, as you know, like so much of the book is um, personal reflection, but also questions for people to reflect in their own life. Like it's not, I hope it's not this kind of, um, you know, authoritative statement, but rather it's like a, what I, what I want it to be was like a shared experience of exploration where I share my experience and then I ask people to reflect on theirs. And I hope that in a book club, we can have a dialogue about that. Um, so yeah, it's interesting how I keep, I still want to keep editing it, but it's like, it's done. It's out there. I can't. really can't. <laughs> it's done. Yeah. But, um, um, but yeah, I can just write a new one, I guess. You can write just write. One. Yeah, no, that's, that's important. Well, and that brings up another point, honestly, of, of that, you know, one of the things that we really try to do and, and I think, you know, um, I mean, this is definitely something that we do at Chimbo is that we really like to work with authors over the course of their career and their lives. And, you know, we we publish authors who, um, you know, they are in spiritual practice for a lifetime. And what does that look like when um, mm. over, over decades, you know, and, and that's so exciting, you know, yeah. to see it's going to look different um, in different decades of their life and in different experiences that they have. Um, as the world changes and becomes, yeah. you know, you know, how do we deal with um, the changes in the world? And so um, that's what's really exciting. So we really do like to publish authors over the, you know, of the course of their lives and their career. And that's certainly happened at Shambhala. Um, and but it's it's such an exciting um, opportunity, yeah. you know, to be able to do that. So well, I hope to write many more books. So we'll see. <laughs> we have a few more decades to go. I mean, I'm getting up there in age, but um, no, it's okay. So Beth, anything else? Anything else you want to share? Um, um, well, I just, you know, I guess just reiterating that, you know, it's it's truly been a privilege. You know, um, I'm so I'm so proud. This is going to, I don't want this to sound patronizing, but you know, I'm so proud of you. I'm so, so proud of you. You just, you're, you know, you're a really amazing writer. And I also saw, you know, all of what you experienced as you're over the years writing these two books. Um, these are, um, you know, it's not easy to write books in the midst of life and to, um, to bring your teaching and your dharma into those spaces and uh, amidst um, your life experiences, your real day-to-day -day life, you know, the mm -hmm. mess of life. And um, so that's, it's a very tough thing to be able to do. And, um, and it's, uh, it's, they're, they're incredible books and we're so proud of them. I mean, I, I just, you know, I'm just flashing on, you know, when we came up with the cover for Yoga Revolution and how mm -hmm. proud of it we were, you know, and um, our amazing um, designer, Kate White, um, just mm -hmm. falling in love with the book and your yeah. teachings and just just uh, just visually communicating the book and the cover in, in such a skillful wonderful way you know it's 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 uh it really is a privilege like the book is is um it's the 
teachings and it's also the ob the beauty of the object and i think you know those all came together so incredibly mm. beautifully for yoga revolution so yeah kate did um, a great job i'm really grateful to her and your whole team i mean sammy mm -hmm. and um, yeah caitlin oh. and, i mean there's who else should we thank oh i want to thank um you know sarit rogers for taking the photos of me yes she had a big part in this and i don't think she gets enough uh, yeah. attention but on your yeah. on your side i mean no yeah. Sam, yeah yeah Sim, sammy's in, incredible love just worked with so much love and passion she's um just a rock star and yeah our our, our publicity and sales team um you know caitlin and everyone lena our sales and marketing director just you know we love the book so it's um so it was a really, it, it was, it was so happy making all along the line. I mean, really. So, um, yeah. All right. Super. Well, thanks. Thank you, Beth. And uh, thank you to all of Shambhala for your support. And thanks for being here today and telling us about publishing and about, you know, um, I don't know. I think it was a really interesting episode. I think people enjoy hearing about this. I think it's a really exciting topic. <laughs> the inside scoop. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks. Thank you, Beth. Absolutely. My pleasure. Thanks so much for listening and joining the conversation. Yoga is truly a revolutionary practice. Thanks for being here. If you haven't already, I would love for you to read my book, Yoga Revolution, Building a Practice of Courage and Compassion. It's available wherever books are sold. Also, you can check out my website, jivanaheyman.com there's some pre-classes on there and a meditation and you can find out more about my upcoming trainings and other programs hope to see you next time thanks bye